What's up, everybody? My name is Juwan. Good to see y'all. Uh, good to be seen. Um, so I'm talking about this concept called the illusion of choice that I learned. Um, I felt like it helped me in so many ways and just wanted to give this to you leaders. Um, and I want to thank Change Course for giving me the opportunity to speak again. And also I want to thank Greg for putting the battery in my back and putting me on blast and telling uh, the leadership team for Change Course, get him up there to talk about that after he listened to my podcast. So this is something I'm very passionate about. And let's see if I know how to work a clicker. Boom. That's it. Nice and easy. Got it. So the illusion of choice. Um, this is how this term was coined. Um, a little background about it. It was coined from a guy named Trevor Moad. He uh, passed away. He was a cancer survivor and beat it. And then it came back when he was 47 and he passed in 2021. But um, he is a guy who works with uh, sports. He works with a lot of sports teams about just brain training and neutral thinking. His biggest mission was to demystify thinking, and he didn't want thinking to be just so that, oh, that person's smart, that's why they're able to do that. He wants anybody who even feel like they're not smart to be able to think and do smart things that they are capable of. But he also trained athletes how to not be negative, to be not positive, but be, to be neutral and assess the reality for what it is. So he was training with the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. It's an NBA team, um, and he was working with Vince Carter. Anybody in here know who Vince Carter is? Okay, yeah. One of the greatest, if not the, in my opinion, the greatest dunker to ever live. Um, and when he was working with the Memphis Grizzlies, Vince Carter was a 37-year-old man at the time. So, and he was also working with uh, the Crimson Tide at the same time. And anybody who don't know Alabama football team, they've won four titles in the last 10 years, five of the last 11. Really stellar program. He's been working with them since 2008. Um, and that night he was working with the Grizzlies. Um, he was working with Vince and talking with the team. And Vince, he told Vince he had to get out early because Alabama hit the trifecta that night. They had three players that got arrested. And he was like, that's like our goal for the year at Alabama is only have three players get in trouble because people make mistakes. And he said they did that in one night. So they were crushed. And it was definitely going to the bars, alcohol related. So Vince asked him, he was like, Yo, those guys at Alabama, how many of them you think want to go to the NFL? Trevor said, if I had to make a guess, seven or eight out of 10, definitely want to go to the NFL. And he's like, so do they think they can just make any choice and get to the NFL by just going out and doing all this other stuff? He was like, what do you mean? You, they can't, they, they're the best athletes. He's like, no, choice is an illusion. Like, I'm 37 years old, and, that's, and I got a few points on here. He said, when I, I can't dunk the ball when I get it in transition. Because if I dunk it, I won't be able to get back on defense how old I am. So my knees won't allow me to get back. So if i got to lay the ball up, get back on defense to help my team out. Um, I have to lift weights every day at this point in my career to be able to get my body to go for a game at 37 years old. It has to happen. And I cannot eat fast food at all after games. Or my body will not be able to perform the next day at 37 years old. And then Trevor said, wait, so what do you mean like the illusion of choice? He's like, choice is absolutely an illusion. If you know you got a goal, you got something that you want to accomplish, that's a finite amount of choices that you have to make. And you make those choices daily. Anything else other than that is an illusion. It's what you want. It's not what you need to do to be able to achieve your goals. So after that, Trevor left and him and his team, um, he worked with Russell Wilson. They had a, a business, still a business called Leadership Mind. They coined the term illusion of choice. And I thought it was brilliant. I was like, this is super simple principle. So 
We'll go a little bit deeper. Deeper. Um, so what is the illusion of choice? So first things first, the world produces a ton of choices for us to do. Like even if whatever journey we're on, we can, we can go home every day, we can watch Netflix, or we can read a book. We have choices. We can eat a healthy dinner or we can eat an unhealthy dinner. The world gives us a limited amount of choices. That right there is the illusion of those choices. And the finite choices are the choices that we make to achieve our mission. How do you make these choices? Whatever career you want, we'll talk a little bit more about that later. But one of the easiest ways to make these choices is to write them down. You know what career choice you want, you know where you want to go, write it down. I use the acronym KISS a lot. Keep it super simple. I got a lot of people that say keep it stupid simple. I don't like saying stupid. Uh, so I keep, it's keep it super simple. So writing our things down can be very impactful. I know. I know that because uh, over the course of my 28 years of life, I never wrote anything down. I always thought I had the best brain and I can remember everything. This year, I just started writing things down. I'm like, man, this is crazy. Instantly game changer. So writing it down is one way that um, you can figure out your choices. We'll have an assignment over that later as well. And also, when we're making choices or we're making changes in our careers and doing these things, the biggest thing that people never talk about is what you're willing not to do. So I'll give you uh, one of my biggest ones. I'm a night owl. I can stay up late and be right back at it in the morning. That's uh, one, not good for my brain health. And for two, not good if my wife want me in bed at a decent time. She's like, bro, where you at? And also for three, it's not good for my career track if I want to do things in the morning that I got to do before work and then be productive at work. It's not good to stay, stay up late. So now for the first time ever in my life, I go to sleep at a regular bedtime at 9.30 and I feel like I'm old going to bed that late. I'm just like, 9.30 is already time to go down. But that's me. It's a willing not to do. I want to stay up late. I want to watch that late NBA game. My favorite basketball player is Kevin Durant. He just got traded to the Phoenix Suns. That game don't start till 9.30. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I can't watch his games anymore. Well, most of them. If they play on the road or in New York, I get lucky. But it's just what you're willing not to do. Um, to achieve what you're trying to accomplish. It's super important too, so I didn't want to miss that stick. So I want to tell a quick story about this guy named Franklin. Um, do anybody know, not know what the SAT is? It's a standardized test. Oh, yeah, it's, it's a standardized test that you're supposed to take in high school. Some people who are not very smart like myself we take it in college to pass it and pass it in college to play sports. So it's a standardized test to just judge where you're at on the spectrum of math and reading. And if you want to be a professional athlete or if you want to go to college or to a good college, you have to get a decent SAT score. So this guy named Franklin, he was a bad kid. Not, not a good kid. He ran with the wrong crowds. He abused drugs and stuff like that. But he promised his mom he would take the SAT. Promised he would take the SAT and he took it. And this guy got a 1480 on the SAT. Oh talking about a guy that's fell it. And if you don't know what that means, it's judged out of 1,600 points. Yeah. I felt it in high school. Passed it in, I passed it at Roosevelt High School when I went to college in, in Grandview. I got a 10-10. That was stellar. Like, yes, a 10-10. I did it. This guy got a 14-80. So first thing, of course, his mom asked him, Frank, did you cheat? <laughs> he said, no, mom, I tried to cheat. I promise I tried to cheat. But how the Scantron was, I couldn't look at other people's answers. It was all different. That's really my score. His teachers, um, so after that, he, what he started doing, he started acting like a 1480. He started going to class. He stopped running with the wrong crowd. He stopped 
He changed his life completely, and he ended up finishing at Harvard and becoming one of the most successful magazine entrepreneurs ever. He started his own business and represented a lot of magazines. And he's living his life and crushing it as his entrepreneur in this magazine world. And SAT sent a letter in the mail 30 years, I mean, 20 years later, when he got a family and all this fun stuff. And his wife begged him to open it. I related to that so much because Sam make me open up mail. I do not like opening up mail. He was like, his wife kept nagging him and bugging, begging him to open it. After three days, he opened it, the SAT. So they'll do an annual review where they, every uh, 10 years, they'll reassess scores and stuff like that. The guy actually didn't get a 1480 on the score. He was one of 13 people that got sent the wrong score. He actually got a 750. He bombed that thing. He bombed that thing. So the biggest thing is, guys, and the point that I don't want y'all to miss, it's not when you become a 1480, it's when you start acting like a 1480 is when you change your life. His life changed when he started acting like a 1480, not when he got the 1480, because he actually never got it. So that was a funny story. But one thing I wanted to talk about was just behaviors change or either stay the same. So when this guy got this test score, his behaviors absolutely changed overnight. Nothing else changed, just his behaviors. And the first, and, and finite choices, he had a finite amount of choices. If you get a 1480, this is what 1480s do. The world know this, they go to class, they sit at the front row of their class, they help others, they normally tutor people. So his choices completely changed and he went through it. And he got to Harvard, I mean, how do you fix that? His freshman year was awful. And he took that test and his life changed forever. Also, and just take this with you, your behaviors are way ahead of your success. You may be doing it right things right now, you may be crushing it right now in y'all process, but y'all not seeing the results. It's okay, your behaviors always go before your success. So start acting like that 1480 in your career and your behaviors, I mean your success will catch up with your behaviors every time. And the last thing is grace. I don't ever wanna forget grace. And this is my spin on um, the illusion of choice because this doesn't cover it. I think grace puts it in totality because you're gonna make the wrong decision some days. I'm going to stay up to watch that Kevin Durant basketball game and miss my morning workout the next day. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. But give yourself grace. Create rules in your head. One rule I got in my head is don't miss twice in a row. So if I stay up late tonight, tomorrow morning I'm going to bed at least 15 minutes earlier right on time. I'm not missing two times in a row. So do not forget to show grace. That was it. That's all I had. Thank you all. This clicker's nice. I got to get one of these. Okay, we'll break out into small groups. I, I think have I'll do it way better. Questions.